You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session nine. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I am really excited for you to listen to this episode because I know last week was a tougher week for Allie and then this week is a little bit different. And so it's really helpful, which is something I'm always saying on here, is to see other people going through it. So it normalizes that like one week you can have a terrible week and feel like you're going to be overwhelmed for months and the next week it might be totally different. And so the more that we can see that, give ourselves permission around it and normalize it, the easier it is to go through it. The more we feel like we're alone in that or having one bad week means every week will be bad the more we get ourselves stuck. So I hope this episode helps you remember that things really can shift quickly and that so much of it is the mindset. So let's dive in. Hi. Hello, hello. How you doing? I am good. I feel like you've heard this before, but Mm. damn, I'm thankful for Monday. See, Mondays can be good, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, crazy weather and no school all week. And then my husband was gone on top of it. So this yeah. is my first quiet alone time since like the 12th. <laughs> oh, so good. Which is like, you know, like over 10 days ago at this point, right? Yes. Yes. While I love my child, I also highly value quiet time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad you get it. So yes. tell me what's going on. I read your I read your questionnaire. I know kind of a lot's coming up. So just give me a little <laughs> rundown. Um, I might need you to lead because I kind of filled that out while I was just brain dumping. And now I'm like, I don't know. What did I write? <laughs> um, just a lot about like the pressure that you've been realizing you're putting on yourself. Like, you know, pressure to be perfect kind <sighs> of in yes, every okay. way and how like your tendency right now is to just want to like avoid everything because you're not feeling perfect, but you can see how like the perfectionist thing is like really keeping you stuck here. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I wrote about that. Oh, I'm over that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like it's kind of funny because I mean, I've been obviously more open to seeing things and the way that I react to things and like working through everything Mm -hmm. like mindset wise. So then it's coming up like in private life and in client work and everywhere. And I'm just, I just keep noticing, which is a good thing, but totally, but you also just keep noticing. (laughs) I just, I just keep noticing it all. Um, but especially like through the journaling prompts and right now, like it's talking about, um, like one of them was, what do you do for fun? Go do something fun. And I'm like, I don't have fun. I don't, I don't cut loose. I mean, like, not that I'm not fun. I'm funny. I'm sarcastic, but I don't ever just be crazy and weird and do silly things. Mm -hmm. So like one of the main things I was like, okay, we'll just start having a morning dance party. Like you love Mm. that play music that you like. And then I'm like, well, what if somebody sees me? Mm. (laughs) So that's what like really triggered it for me of how many times have I stopped myself from doing something that I would want to do because I was worried that I wouldn't do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge, right? Like what what is it that you wouldn't dance perfectly or like what's the thing? Well, again, I love my husband and I love my child, but my husband would look at me like, what the hell are you doing and why are you doing that? You know? Like, and then I catch my son not wanting to do something because he doesn't know how to do it perfectly. And I'm like, God, did I do that to him? So I'm trying very hard to like, no. so even this morning, I was like, oh, no, go change the laundry. And I'm like, no, you promised yourself a morning dance party. Dance party first. Mm. (laughs) Dance party before laundry. Yes. I mean, but so then it was coming up in client work. Like I send the brand and then I sit here with this gut feeling of, Oh my God, what if they don't like it? What if, what if it's not good enough for them? What if, you know, like I constantly am just feeling not 
like I'm not doing it right or good enough or perfect. And perfection has really kept me stuck for a long time. Yeah. I think that's so helpful to see, right? Where it's like, that's the thread that's kind of playing out everywhere right now is this idea of like, I can't unless dot, 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 it's perfect, right? Yes. And I know that like, I have done that with my website in the past. I have done that with brand photos in the past. I have, I mean, even when it comes to letting my VA select pictures for my social media, she does great. But I'm like, well, what if I would have just sat down and done this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what if, like, it would be better or more perfect? Or yes. What? And it's not, like, it's not. It, I know <laughs> it's not better or more perfect. But it's just that control freak perfectionism that I have a hard time letting go. And that seeped into like the project management. It seeps into me fully use it, utilizing my VA. Obviously, I don't have dance parties because I can't dance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really can't. They're horrendous, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting um, because what's coming up for me, and I'm like very curious, you know, what your your thought is here a bit. It almost seems to me like that's where some of these like investment opportunities have maybe not gone the way you wanted them to, too, because I feel like you get to a point where you get so tired of trying to do it all perfectly that you're like, I'm just going to give it to someone else. Like you almost swing the pendulum fully the other way. Yes. Right. It's like, I'm going to do it all and I'm going to do it perfectly or I'm going to fully give it away and hope that you do it all perfectly. And so it makes sense that it feels like whiplash almost a little bit. And it's all centered around the same thing. It just plays out in different ways, right? I really want to point out, which Allie and I were just talking about, that swing that happens with perfectionism sometimes where I either want to do it all perfectly myself or I hit my wall and get super overwhelmed for that. So then I want to hire it out and have like no control over it almost and have someone else do it perfectly, right? And then what happens is either way I'm disappointed because perfect doesn't exist, right? So that's how a lot of us can go through a lot of different investment or team members or that kind of thing because we're kind of on this big pendulum swing between like, I'll just take it back myself and do it all and I'll get it perfect or like, I want it all off my plate. Like I want nothing to do with it. I want someone else to do it perfectly. And then I get disappointed there. So it's just really helpful to see that and notice that in yourself. Like, are there ways that you're doing that where it feels like I'm trying to take it all on or give it all away? And anytime we're on one end of the extreme or another, we're going to struggle, right? So that middle ground is I am never going to get a perfect and neither is someone else. I can both make decisions and get myself supported though. So just notice, especially if you have that perfectionist tendency, um, like Ali, notice if you're really finding yourself on that swing and if that's impacting your investments or how overwhelmed you feel or what expectations you're setting, because it can be a real game changer to notice this and be able to rewrite it and let go of it like you're seeing happen for Ali. Yeah. And I mean, full transparency, like that's exactly what I did with the whole project management thing. Mm -hmm. Like she's great and wonderful, but I swung the pendulum, just like you said, so far. And then when I sat down and realized it, I didn't need all of that. I was Mm -hmm. just not letting myself create a workflow because I knew Like how I just said, I knew. You couldn't do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, damn it. But Mm -hmm. so then, of course, I seek out the expert and then I start working with it. And I mean, again, she was great and wonderful and perfect, but perfect. I need to stop saying that word today. But, (laughs) (laughs) But it was more of I felt so uncomfortable because why couldn't I just make those decisions for myself? And isn't that what I'd been focusing on for, I mean, three months already? So then, when she started laying things out and I started making decisions for myself, then I almost felt judged changing my mind again. Right. Not on her. That was me. Because, like, it was like (laughs) you weren't doing it perfectly if you're changing your mind a lot or something. Yeah. And I felt like, oh, well, she's going to be upset at me. And then I felt like I was going to hold back communication. And I'm like, okay, if we really just take a step back, 
that isn't what you needed. And you shouldn't be feeling this way to make something forced. <laughs> and yeah, I, you're exactly right. Like I, I just went too far. And then when I tried to pull back, it just felt weird. And yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just really good to see. And sometimes you have to almost like play out the pattern in real time while you have the awareness, right? Like you were saying at the beginning of this conversation, like you're just so much more aware of all of it now. Yeah. And so you kind of caught yourself in the middle of it, sort of being able to see like, oh, that's what happened. I felt like really, really overwhelmed about doing it perfectly. So I hired someone else to. They're not ever going to be able to do it perfectly either. And like, I actually didn't even need that. Like I was looking for perfection, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's almost like I was looking for that easy button. Mm -hmm. And we all know that there's not an easy button in business. Like- I still had to make the decisions. I still had to figure out what was going to work for me. (laughs) The worst news ever when you still have to make the decisions, right? Yeah, I mean, damn it. But yeah, (laughs) so it's just, it's crazy that like, I knew that that was the solution for me. So I love what Ali said here about there being no easy button in business. And it kind of reinforces the last point um, I was making about kind of coming to that middle ground. And it's really what she's saying where it's like, even if I hire, I still have to trust myself to make the decisions, right? So, you know, in hiring the project manager, I don't opt out of any decisions in my business, right? I just have different ones to make and maybe more help doing them and executing them, right? So it's really helpful to see that there really is never going to be this thing in my business that I can completely abdicate responsibility for. So I have to find a way to hold it without having to hold it perfectly, right? And so if you, again, are finding yourself in that swing, just remembering there is no easy button, right? And there is no place where you're not still going to have to be the CEO of your own business and make those decisions, right? It doesn't mean that things can't have more ease, which we're totally getting to with Allie here and you'll see that. But it does mean that you have to stop chasing that perfect thing, right? A lot of people do this in so many regards. Like it will be perfect when I get the right coach. It will be perfect when I have the right team member. It will be perfect if I could pay for Facebook ads, whatever that is, right? And it's not like any of those things are bad. They're just not going to fix everything and they're not going to make everything perfect. And so when you can see that there's no one thing that's the easy button, it really helps you actually start to build that self-trust and empowerment to deal with each thing as they come without trying to swing the pendulum so far. And quite honestly, like in it was only causing me more stress because I was trying to be so perfect for her and then get this perfect and then get this perfect. And None of that was necessary if I would have just trusted myself, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like tiring to even say it like that, right? It is. And slightly embarrassing. But yeah. Well, listen, I I definitely think that probably everyone that's going to hear this is going to take a sigh of relief because they have been there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I also will say that I think that, you know, when you make it embarrassing is when you're doing that thing again, almost where you're like, but I'm supposed to be something different or perfect or whatever versus like, if I didn't have to be perfect, this wouldn't be as embarrassing, right? Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The whole thing, huh? Yes. And yeah, it's it's been, it, I mean, it has been since high school. It This perfectionism thing, I have been working hard at it for a long time. I didn't mm-hmm. realize like how rooted in it I was and how much it held me back. Yeah. So you feel like this week was almost kind of that eye opener of like, oh my God, it's literally everywhere. Yes. And I mean, the crazy part is, is that last week was nuts. I mean, no school. I <laughs> obviously, if you heard the session before, I was quite overwhelmed with client work, you know, totally. like I was crying. I was a mess. It's the busiest I've ever been. I was trying to figure out this project management thing on top of it. Like, I had so much going on. And then last week, like, essentially shit hit the fan. I had no childcare. I was at home. You know, like, it was all just thrown together. And strangely, the second that I realized this whole perfectionism thing kept coming up when I was journaling, I had never felt lighter. 
Mm. Even in the midst of so much heaviness. And I was working (laughs) constantly as much as I could with Beck at home. And my husband would get home like at four. And I'm like, okay, see you later. I'll catch dinner with you, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I was just squeezing in any moment, but I still never felt as heavy as I did the week before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because I had noticed it and I was like, nope, it's fine. It, here's something for you. I couldn't get it all done last week. You know what I did? Mm-hmm. I emailed Tell those me. clients and I just <gasps> said, I can't do it yes, all. Yes, <laughs> I can't. How did that go? They were both wonderful and glorious. And I did yeah. get them both done over the weekend, but I wanted them to know, like, it's going to take me some extra time. But I had zero doubts about sending it because I'm like, well, you know, I've had rolling blackouts. I've had no power. I've had a child at home. You know, like this is what happens. Well, you kind of let yourself be human, right? Like you weren't like, well, I'm supposed to be perfect. So I should have to figure out rolling blackouts or whatever. Right. Right. And you know, it took me until Friday to send that message. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, totally. Still the win that you sent it. Yes. And I felt good doing it and I knew I was in control and I knew I could make up the time even somehow. But yeah, I it was it was such a strange shift even though last week should have been harder than the week before. Right. Well, I think what's helpful to see there is it's really not how much you're working, although of course we want that to balance out over time, right? But it's the feelings associated with it, right? It's the energy behind it. Yeah. It's how much pressure I'm putting on it, right? Yeah. I loved how Allie said that in the midst of so much heaviness, she's never felt lighter, right? And I really, really, really want you to hear that, right? In the midst of so much heaviness, she's never felt lighter because of the mindset work she's doing, right? It is literally not about how much you're working or what you're doing or how you're doing it. It's about what you make it all mean, right? So. If she's working extra hours and she's making it mean now she just has extra stuff to make perfect and it's all on her plate and she has to do it exactly right and no one can help her and all of this stuff, well, like, of course it feels horrible, right? If she's like, oh, I'm just working some extra hours because I said yes to a few things, I have it otherwise calendared out, it's totally good, I feel amazing about it, it's completely different. I think this is true with everything and launches and things like that too. What I always say to my clients is like, pushing isn't an action, it's an energy. Like I can be in push energy or I can be in ease energy, even if I'm taking the same action, right? So same thing with Allie here. Like I can work a lot and still feel light and ease, or I can work a lot and feel so much heaviness and intensity and overwhelm, but it comes back to the energy and mindset work more than the practical pieces of it. So really paying attention to yourself around that. Like, are you telling yourself a certain story about something you're doing that's making it feel really intense and heavy? Are you putting all these perfectionist tendencies on it and causing all of the overwhelm, right? Or are you stepping back from that and realizing like, this might be a busy week and that's okay. I have grace here. See how that changes it almost immediately. So look at that in your own business and see what story you can rewrite there and what you're making things mean. So what do you think before that you were making it mean? I was- That you suck or- Yeah, like if I couldn't get all of this done in one week and I couldn't get all these clients done because they hired me at these times, I think like before I was looking at the date that they hired me and I felt so bad that all of this wasn't done. But I wasn't taking into consideration like, well, they still had two months or three months on their front end that I wasn't working on anything. I was just looking at like how long it's been and putting all of that on me. Versus like, how long has it actually been since they got me what I needed? Yeah. And like, okay, well then put that into the process. How long is this going to take? Are you even behind? No. (laughs) Mm. I just wouldn't give myself the step back to not think it was all on me. Mm Mm-hmm. And you definitely wouldn't have considered sending them a message saying, hey, I'm going to be late, right? Ever. No. (laughs) Who does that? (laughs) 
but it felt really freeing. They felt good. You felt good. Like great evidence, right? Yes. And both of them were so kind, like I said, and I sent through their proofs and, you know, like I'm, I'm back on track for this week. I mean, I have a little bit extra, but it's, it's good. It's fine. We're all good. Look at that. And remember last week, it felt like it wasn't going to be good for months and months and months even. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I. <laughs> so in the meantime, I had booked another like two clients and I just said, all right, your project's going to start in April. Yes. So you're, how does that feel being booked out through April? Oh, crazy. I mean, good. I mean, good, but it's also because, oh, look, I actually looked at a calendar and knew when I could start working on a project versus being like, oh, I'll just squeeze that in because they hired me. I should get this done. So, yeah, it's way more exciting to put it where it fits and know that I'm booked out for that time because, I mean, two wins. I'm not overwhelming myself and I can see, damn, you have clients lined up to work with you. (laughs) Yeah, like I almost think that that's like, in the midst of all this, that's such a thing to to take in is like, I'm a booked out designer now. Like, how can I, how does that feel? Like, I think like you almost have to start working on some of that embodiment, right? Because for you, it's almost too easy to like be like, well, that's not me. <laughs> yes. And I right? never- Versus like, that actually is me. Like I'm booked through April right now. Yeah. I, I never let myself do that before because I just constantly like, oh, they hired me. I have to start this project. And then it would be this horrible mess of a calendar, you know, like I just, I never spaced it out like that. And who knows? I mean, shit, maybe I could have been booked out a year ago. <laughs> right. And and like could easily be booked out now, which there's some irony. And then that lets you turn your attention to like, cool, what else are we doing to scale right. the income versus like that almost like hamster wheel feeling of like, wait, I can't scale because I'm just saying yes to everything. Something I'm teaching my clients a lot and is what I was kind of starting to get to with Allie here is that you can't scale saying yes to everything, right? That absolutely does not work, right? It's just like how Allie was feeling so trapped in the business for a while because she was saying yes to everything right? And not calendaring it out. But now she's has the win of being booked out through April fully and actually knowing where people go in the calendar, seeing all of these things she wanted really coming true and creating spaciousness around that. So the thing that's hard about that is that means making clients wait sometimes or saying no to a project like she was saying, right? But you truly cannot grow and scale your business saying yes to everything. I've never seen that work for anyone. And again, it just adds so much heaviness instead of that freedom that Allie is looking for in knowing that she's booked out and knowing she has time for her projects. So regardless of if you are someone that has to schedule projects like that, or you're a coach or you're a service provider, look at what can be true for you around that. Like, are you saying yes to everything? And is that preventing you from scaling? And do you actually know what time you have and how you can use it? Because those two things are the game changers to growing sustainably long-term. Yeah. And that's, that was a big thing to me. Cause I had, I mean, we had talked about it before, but like a couple of past clients, um, email me and again, and they wanted some, like a brochure. Well, I need this in three days. I'm like, well, I can work on it in two weeks. <laughs> or <laughs> you can let me if that know if that doesn't work. I'll just say totally. (laughs) And I didn't hear back from either one of them. (laughs) And are you, are you feeling okay about that? Or are you making that wrong? No, I I'm fine with it because, well, I mean, hopefully they don't think that they can just email me in two weeks and say, here it is. I'm going to follow up with them, but no, like I, I have to stop doing that. So it felt good to be able to send that and just give them the notice. But I also had two clients like, very long past clients. Hey, I need to get on your books. I'm going to have my book ready for the third week in March. Okay. Well, I now I know I can move a few things around and fit that in because they've given me enough notice. Right, right, right. Or I can choose to figure out how I can work on the weekend to get this 15-hour job done, you know. What what if part of it was that you sent out an email to all past clients that was just like Hey, if you need ongoing support, I'm working on like an XYZ week 
window, like make sure to be telling me from now on. Yeah, I should probably do that. Seems like a seems like a thought. Yeah. 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 I mean, that would be a good. What do we think? Like four weeks. Um. Probably. I mean, that would be the most reasonable for me. But okay, see, good. But, Look at that. Then I'm like, ooh, but that's a lot of notice for them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, like, is that bad, right? Like, so I think, like, you know, sometimes, like, the people – and this is just, like, helpful to think about. Sometimes the people that we contract with, like, call us to figure our shit out more. Like, my OBM needs stuff, like, a week in advance for me. So, like, if I want to work with her and she's amazing, like, that's what I'm going to fucking do. Right. Yeah. You know, so I think it's almost like you holding yourself as like you are a higher caliber designer who is booking out far in advance. And if they want your eyes on their shit. Right. That's what they gonna have to do. But it doesn't mean that that's bad for them. Like that actually might really call them to like plan in advance more. Yes. All right. All right. You talked me into mm-hmm. it. <laughs> And and then also, like, if they can't, they can't, right? But it's still, like, I told them on the front end and they're super aware and they have the opportunity. So, like, you're creating the space and they get to decide what they do with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Feel good about that? I do. Yeah. Because then I'm not saying, hey, yo, I can't work on your stuff. Find somebody right. else. It's not a surprise, right? It's and and it also helps you. So if somebody reaches out and it's like, "Hey, can we have something done next week?" You're like, "Hey, remember my email about the four week timeline? Like, actually, I really need it." Da, da, da. So it like helps you kind of stick to your boundaries more too. Yes, look at that double win, right? Yes. And if I didn't feel like I had to be perfect, that would be pretty easy to do, right? And I obviously boundaries are hard for me because I think that I need to be perfect. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. So this is just a good win to kind of combat that. Yes. Yes. I enjoy that. Um, so tell me um, some of the other stuff that um, you were saying too is like, you know, feeling like the opposite of the perfection is almost carefree. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like what would that look like? I don't mean I, – I don't even know how to, like, verbalize this. So I don't mean, like, carefree as in, like, oh, I'm just going to be willy-nilly and do whatever. But Totally. I, I've just really noticed – and I'm, this is the worst example I can give you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Give me it. So get ready. <laughs> you know, like, so I, I used to play on that dart league, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, throwing darts. And I suck, like absolutely suck the first game. And I mean, like, it's terrible. I have to have two beers in me before I can hit the dartboard. It's not happening. I, I will hit the wall, like legit. And then I get so upset with myself because I embarrassed myself and I wasn't perfect and I wasn't good enough. And then I feel like mm. everybody's staring at me. So then I get even worse because I'm in my head. Of course, yeah. And then I remember that I'm just there to hang out with my best friend and have fun. (laughs) And I'm fine. (laughs) And then I can hit whatever I want. But I always go through that (laughs) stupid perfectionism two-game spurt that I'm terrible. I mean, terrible. It's so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's almost like you don't get to the point of carefree until you kind of get to that place where you remember that like you're allowed to be or yes like that it doesn't matter yeah Yeah. I can't ever just start there it's like I have to ease myself into being okay and I do it in social situations like oh god do not make me just sit at a restaurant waiting for you where I feel like everybody's staring at me like I want to know what time you're going to be there and we can meet there on time and I don't have to feel uncomfortable (laughs) tell me about that one Because it's not like you're doing it wrong. It's just what, like embarrassing or? I think it's just (laughs) the fear of being judged. I don't, and who's even looking at me? Who cares? What does it matter? I'm probably going to sit there scrolling my phone. Does it matter? No. But I get very, like, very worked up of being watched or noticed Mm -hmm. and then looking like an idiot or, you know, like. And that's not that you can do that perfectly, but that's the perfectionism side of all of it. I mean, like socially and 
work-wise and dancing in my kitchen by myself. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think is like the big fear on the other side of all this? Like if, if someone saw me at the restaurant by myself or whatever, it's just that they'll walk away having a bad thought about you. Is it that someone will be mad at you? Is it that someone will call you out on something? Like, what do you think that like really specific thought is? Honestly, it's probably just more of inner judgment. Like, what are they thinking about me? Totally. Which I can also sit here and say, it doesn't freaking matter. But I don't remember that until it clicks that it doesn't freaking matter. Well, it's super interesting because I know that that's um, something we talked about as it relates to team, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where it was like, I want my team to over-communicate. And it was like, well, why? What's important about that? What do I need from them? What's the thing there? And it's like, well, I want them to over-communicate so I know that they're not thinking something bad about me, right? Yeah. And so it's helpful to see that it's like, the biggest fear is someone thinking something bad about me. And so how do I overcompensate for that by trying to be perfect so they can't, right? Yes, that's me right there in a nutshell. <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> so like fear, right, is one thing. And then like the pattern or the compensation is another one, right? Yeah. So what do you think, does anything come up for you in terms of that fear as it relates to like an experience you've had or like, Worst case scenario, something happened where someone thought something really bad about you and it was super upsetting, or is it hard to even place it? No, I mean, I can't think of one exact example. I've just always tried to get along with everybody and fill the void or not even fill a void. I don't know. Like, be who somebody needs me to be. Not that I, like, change my personality. I'm not that person at all, but, like... I always want to be there for the person in the capacity that they need, like, serving them. Right. That I overdo it. Right. Probably. Totally. And, like, we can we can attach this exact pattern to, like, what was happening in the business too, right? Yes. I'm scared that a client will think something bad, so I try to do it perfect, right? Yep. And, I mean, it could have happened again today. I had a client call with the new process, and – she was still getting very hung up, even with the framework and like the copy prompts right there on the framework. She was still getting very hung up of, well, I but I need to see my design to know exactly what I should write there. Hmm. And I instantly was like, okay, well, how can I fix this? Mm-hmm. But then I started asking more. I'm like, okay, but do you just want to see like, because she kept asking me, well, what what should a headline even be? What, sh- what should this be? I'm like, well, it's it's written out here. Like, you need to hit their pain point and then showcase how you serve them. And she's like, but, but how do I word that? And so then it clicked with me that she needed to go find things that she understood, like how to communicate her service. Because I can't give an exact example that will work for every single client. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And before I probably would have been like, well, maybe I should create like a photographer template and then maybe I should create a VA <laughs> template, you know, like I, that's where I would have gone before. But I'm like, OK, well, maybe you just need to go do some research, like reading some websites and see how you like how they write, but then come back and relate it to the prompts and the framework that we built for your service. And so good. Did that feel good? It did. I, I'm not sure she felt like completely empowered, but I also think that she was, and this is something that I do, I freeze instead of just getting started and doing something because I want to ask all the questions. Mm-hmm. So like I even said, I'm like, my best advice is just start writing. You can right. always go back and change it, but you just have to start putting your words down without thinking that you're going to have the exact headline that you want first round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully I sidestepped that. Not sidestepped it, but like instead of me going down the wrong hole. <laughs> right, right. Well, listen, I think like just because she doesn't feel like, and this is helpful to remember, like after, for example, after you got off our call last week, it's not like you were like, oh, thank God I'm not overwhelmed anymore. Like the, the gist <laughs> of it was basically like, oh, okay, cool. Can you just like trust yourself to hang through the overwhelm for a week, right? Right, yes. 
And so I think same here, like we can't hold the value as like every time anyone has a question, they feel like completely complete and amazing about it no matter what, right? Yes, you're right. It's like, yeah, she probably does feel like, oh, I just wish I just had the answer or someone would just give it to me. I mean, I think we all know what that feels like, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that like that has to be part of your process, right? So it's going back to that thing of like, if I feel like it's okay if she gets off the phone thinking she's frustrated or whatever, then that's okay. I can be safe if I'm like, oh my God, I can never have her think something bad ever, ever, ever. Then I'm going to do all this perfectionisty stuff to compensate, right? So I really just want to fully articulate what pattern we're talking about here and what fear we're talking about, because I know so many of you probably have something similar or some similar version of this that you can apply here. But we really want to look at what's the fear and then what's the pattern it creates, right? So the fear is that someone will think something bad, right? That's Allie's like really big fear is like, what is someone going to think they'll think something bad? Which creates the pattern of be perfect so no one ever thinks anything bad. So you see a lot of these patterns we form really come down to this base level fear. And when we can identify the fear, we really understand why we do the patterns that we do. And that makes it easier to shift. So Allie can fully see, well, I have this deep fear of someone will think something bad which means I build my entire business and life (laughs) around making sure I can do it perfectly enough so that no one ever thinks anything bad. So she has really two pieces to rewrite here. Change the pattern, of course, which are the actions, and then rewrite the idea that, you know, I won't be okay if someone thinks something bad. So again, it's really helpful to see the two pieces there. So I would really challenge you on that if you're listening. Can you both identify what that big fear is and then see what pattern it's actually creating in your life and your business and your actions? Right. And I could see like the huge step that I have taken of, okay, well, I don't need to rework my entire process because one person's confused. I just need to like I communicated to her, I tried to talk through the it, the questions with her. And then yeah. to me, I think it was more of like when I stepped back after like getting off the call, I was like, honestly, I think she just needed a little bit of a cheerleader or a push, you know, like mm-hmm. you just have to start. We can totally, we're never going to start perfect. Ha ha that I can say that to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, sometimes we have to give the advice and take the advice at the same time, right? And that's not a terrible thing. Yeah. Totally. But it's like beautiful that you don't have to own all of that either. Again, because before it's like, if I think that how everyone else feels is mine, then I'm going to do all this crazy shit I don't want to do, right? Right. And I mean, instantly I sat there on the call like, oh, shit, is this not going to (laughs) work? Mm, like it would have been just easier to be like, oh, this is just not going to be the right client. No, I mean, like, is this framework not going to work? Like, did I, I just it. spend mm-hmm. all of this time building this out and it's not going to work? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad that I pulled back from that because I mean, like that that's instantly where my head went. But then I just mm-hmm. I kept asking questions so I could understand more, which she was she's my guinea pig client. Like she's the first one really working through everything. I have others in the process as well now. But so it was interesting to hear like how one client can perceive it. And another one was like, oh, yeah, this rocks. Awesome. No problem. Right. Totally. And how, again, like not all of that is yours to solve for them or figure out or fix everything around. Right. Right. I think it's totally that balance of like, can you lead them in the right direction? Can you support them? But like, quote unquote, fixing it is all of us. It's just like this this mindset conversation, right? Like I can keep giving you reflections, but like I can't quote unquote fix it, right? Oh, well then we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But like you can see that, right? So it's like helpful to apply that to yourself where like you're not coming to calls being like, if I don't walk away never being a perfectionist again. <laughs> right. I have failed. It's like, okay, I'm walking away with like a lot of good contacts and that's what matters. Yeah. I mean, and I can see that because 
I keep saying like, well, I can see how much I've grown. I can see the difference that it's made. But I, yeah, yeah, I just need to view my own service as that as well. Totally. Exactly. Keeping the application going there. But listen, you're doing it. I mean, like the thing you have to see as the progress is that you didn't try to fix it. Right. So like it might not feel totally locked in yet, but you still took a new action, which is always the first step. Mm -hmm. Like it's never going to feel locked in before we take a new action. It's always going to be the other way around. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. So like that's where you have to give yourself credit for the steps. So really cool to see Allie taking these new actions here. And so I just really want to reinforce this idea that the way to make any shift is to take a new action before it feels totally locked in. Like, obviously, I am all for doing the mindset work and think you absolutely should be focused on doing the work to make that feel locked in. But nothing is ever going to feel rock solid locked in mindset wise until you take the action around it. Does that make sense? Like. I can decide I'm like, whatever, an amazing um, surfer, but until I go surf, it's never going to feel fully locked in. Does that make sense? So the same thing is true here. We can't always wait for our beliefs to fully catch up because we have to be in the experience of it for that to happen. So the way to make any shift is like take that new action before it feels fully locked in mindset wise. And then the action pulls your mindset forward. So don't get yourself stuck in that trap of thinking that your mindset has to be a hundred percent. It's never going to get there without the action too. So the action is a really, really important piece. And that's exactly what Allie's doing here. She's taking those actions, even when it still feels uncomfortable and it's what's making her mindset shifts happen faster. All right. little pat on my back. Feels pretty good, right? It mm-hmm. does. Okay, good. So so what else you got? What else have we got going on? What are we doing about this uh, have fun, figure out what's fun, and not be a perfectionist stuff? Well, I'm having a stupid dance party every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Huge progress. Baby steps here. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll take it. Anything else? Um. Yeah, that's as far as I've gone. <laughs> Yeah. I think that you did something else fun, right? I don't know. What did I do? I had the staycation. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I booked our, our little getaway, which was mm-hmm. fun, which also that like something again, I would have never done because I didn't want my husband to be mad at me or I didn't want people to be like, oh, what is she doing? And why is she doing that? And I mean, I know people do staycations all the time, but so my husband left for the weekend, but I just never give myself the permission to just go and do. Yeah. But yeah, it has been freezing cold and I was already exhausted from knowing that I had, <laughs> it was only supposed to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week out of school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let's just go have fun before this heavy week starts. So, yeah, I right. booked it and I took the dogs to the spa and picked up Beckett and just drove straight there. And he's like, Mom, where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> oh, so fun. It was, Did he love it? Yeah, he was super excited because we had just stayed there in October for his birthday. So it was the first time that we'd ever been to that hotel. Um, but, yeah, it was it was really cute. But <laughs> – so I had already like made a promise to myself of starting to do that more this summer because mm-hmm. like Scott works every weekend. So we don't do a lot of family things. And I'm like, but I can take Beckett to the zoo. I don't yeah. have to wait for my husband to take off a weekend for us to go. I'm fully totally. capable of this. So I've already I made that decision. So I booked the room, you know, and this is in town. So we're like 10 minutes from our house versus the zoo is like three and a half hours away. But right. and Beckett, we, we go to lay down at night because we had a hotel room. And he's like, yeah, sometimes I just feel safer with three people, mom. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're, you're kind of like raining on my parade here. <laughs> uh, it's just new for him too, right? Oh, it was. But he was so cute because the next day, like we got up and went swimming right away at eight o'clock in the morning. And we went back to the room to get ready to check out and. Well, can we just stay like an extra night? 
<laughs> oh, now you're okay with just me, huh? Now we're good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, see, that's amazing. So you are doing it, right? Yeah, and he has spring break. So I have like three weeks of school and then another week at home. So over spring break, I'm like, let's just plan a trip. And if dad can come, great. If not, you and I will just go to the zoo and we'll take a few days out of the week because I'll just work the other days. Let's pick it now. I love this. Does that feel different? Mm-hmm. It does. Like, I I would have never given myself the money permission before. Yeah. I would have never given myself the permission of, like, I felt guilty leaving my husband at home. Mm-hmm. You know, which it's not leaving at home, him at home. <laughs> he goes and totally, does his yeah. He's not, like, sitting around all day. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. yeah like, totally. He has bullying. He has golf. He's in all of these things. And I'm not in those things. So if I want to take... Three days to go to the zoo. I could do that. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so proud of you. That's like a huge deal, right? It it feels like such a baby step because my friends are like, you used to ask permission. I'm like, yeah. But then all of a sudden one week I was like, no, I'm just going to tell him that I'm going. I don't have to ask permission <laughs> anymore. But I was. I was yeah. 40 years old still asking for permission to go out on a Tuesday night if I wanted to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that that was like my big step last year. Now I'm like, no, I'm going. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. And you're proving to yourself each time like it was worth it and it was fun. Like the, the upside was much greater than like the fear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess almost – and God, I'm shitty saying this. But like the resentment that he got to go on a boy's trip and I had to stay home. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, no, I can go make my own fun then. I don't need him. <laughs> I mean, he's my husband. Totally. But. Well, it's – no, but for real, like, it almost is that whole thing, like, you're doing with the mastermind, which I know you're having so much fun with. It's, like, the resentment of, like, someone isn't showing up in the way that I want them to here versus, like, wait, I'll just make my own and create the connections I want to create, right? Yes. So same thing there, like the resentment of like he's on the boys trip versus like, so I'll just do something fun instead. Like it just keeps returning your power to you, which I feel like is such a thing here, right? Yeah. Yes. And I think it's also remembering that it's different than like shouldering it all or giving it all away because that's where the swing happens. I'm shouldering it all where not only does it feel like it's all my problem, but it feels really heavy and everyone else's problems and my problem too. Right. Or I'm giving it all away and I just want it to not be my problem at all. And so that middle ground of like, yeah, he's still going to go away and I can't control that. But what I can control is how I feel about it and what I do with it. Totally different, right? Yes. And God, every when you were just saying that, like the control of do I shoulder it all? Yeah. When I was so emotional and overwhelmed on the call last time, I already knew in my head how heavy the next week was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't like I've said this before, but like I don't have support in our town. So I don't have a sitter. I don't have a grandma. I don't right. have mm-hmm. like my husband goes to work and I'm at home with the kid. Yeah. And I sometimes I get very like overwhelmed in all of that because I'm still totally. running a business. And, you know, like it's so, you know, words of affirmation are like my thing and I don't get them. <laughs> So we had our taxes done. And of course, my husband, you know, stressed and blah, blah, blah. And you made more money again last year. (laughs) (laughs) Which to me, I'm like, damn right I did. (laughs) You're like, look at me go. Yeah. I cut like he was so overwhelmed with like the numbers and everything that we had to make some changes. And, you know, like just very stressed from the initial meeting. So like a couple of days later, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, my God. This week is heavy, you know, like I have no childcare, I have no support. And I'm like, but let's take a step back. And last year you worked 12 hours a week, 12 hours mm-hmm. a week, and you had your best year yet. Like, it's okay to celebrate that. Yes, right? You didn't like do something wrong. <laughs> and it's also okay for me to say this summer, we will have more childcare because I'm working more than 12 hours. <laughs> and and that is not all on me. Like, just because he goes to work full time doesn't mean that it's my job to figure everything else out and still run a business, you know? Like, we're, totally. we're a partnership here. And instead of me shouldering everything with that, 
I just need to learn to be more vocal about it. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. How good is that? Mm. (laughs) Well, I can say it to you. Now I have to like relay that back to him. (laughs) Yes, there's a second step there. But yeah, like that was a huge, a huge thing for me of, Tam, last year was hard. You know, like it was hard for everybody, but it was my best year yet. And I know this year is only going to get better, so... Right. Yeah. And and like it's there's some irony too and I think this is like important to say here where it's almost like you have to start giving yourself that credit so that then other people can, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you know like it's so funny because I I said it to my mom. I'm like I had my best year yet last year and I worked the least amount of time that I ever have since starting this business. And my mom's like, "Well, then you need to make a sign and hang that in your living room." <laughs> You're right. I should. Oh, <laughs> you're sweet, mom. Yes. Like, there should be balloons and signs and all the things, right? Yeah. Instead of just coming home being like, you made more last year. <laughs> it should be celebrated. Totally. And and it's such a theme that we're having right now, but I'm just so obsessed with it, which is the, like, you go first kind of theme, right? Yeah. So it was like with the mastermind too. It was like, but I just want a community. I want to connect, whatever. And it was like, well, how are you going to go first there, right? And you totally did. You've invited people. You've had these calls. It's been amazing, whatever. And then here it's almost the same thing. Like, okay, cool. Like I want to be celebrated for having that. Like how do I go first? Mm -hmm. I make a fucking (laughs) sign. Right? Or like I want to have more fun. So how do I go first? I make the reservation for Beckett and I, right? Mm -hmm. Like, really, really exciting to just see how you're taking so much more charge of so many of these things, right? You can see that one of the things we've really been working on with Allie these past few sessions, and really, I mean, the whole time we've been working together, is this kind of like, I'll go first mentality, right? And I really think that's super helpful because I will tell you that that absolutely transforms things in business. So. Would she realize she wanted community? It was like, I'll go first and create it. When she realized she wanted to be celebrated for having this big uh, year, she has to go first. When you want to be seen as amazing, you have to believe it first. Like there's all these things where we're waiting for other people to give us those words of affirmation, to give us the credit, to give us the permission, right? And that has really been Allie's pattern for so long because she obviously didn't want anyone to think anything bad. So she was doing a lot of waiting. Like she was saying with her husband even, like waiting on him to do the thing that she wanted to do. And so if you find yourself in a similar pattern, that idea of like, I'll go first, then other people will catch up is really, really empowering. So, you know, if I want people to think I'm amazing, I have to go first and thinking that, saying that, speaking that, living like that, right? If I want you know, permission to have more fun. I have to give that to myself first. So just notice how what that does is it totally hands you your power back. It doesn't mean that other people are always going to catch up perfectly or that they're not still going to be in their own experience. But what it helps you do is really return your power to yourself in an entirely new way. And again, that's where so many of these results are coming from for Allie too, like way more leads and sales calls than ever because she is putting herself out there in all these new ways, like she is going first. Whether it's on this podcast or her weekly posting or whatever, she really started that I will do it first, then other people will come to me instead of for so long playing the other game, right? Of like, hopefully other people will come to me and then I'll feel confident enough to get out there. Nope, backwards, right? So try that in your own business this week. Take that all go first mentality and watch how much it changes things. Yeah. Also, I did celebrate this and it's so tiny in the world of many other people, but I finished every single page of a journal. Oh my gosh, that is huge. I mean, usually I'm like, I'll journal for a while. No, no, this one is filled up. I had to buy a new one. Oh, what a good feeling, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so how are you going to celebrate having your best year? Oh, I don't know yet. So (laughs) it's not like an exact now celebration, so it probably doesn't count. But we've Mm -hmm. been looking at like, 
land to buy a house or build a house or whatever. So like we're in the very beginning of that process. So yesterday to get out of the house, you know, because we've been here forever. We just went around town looking at new furniture. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start putting that in my savings account because I want this for my office. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So I'm kind of like building up my own little redo my stuff fund. Very cool. So good. So what if it's something that doesn't have to be like a monetary thing as it relates to celebrating it? But I mean, like, I I actually really like your mom's idea. I'm kind of teasing. But like, is it literally a sign in your office that says like, congratulations on your best year ever that you can see every day? Or is it some little thing that you can get yourself that reminds you of how amazing that is every time you look at it? Or Anything like that to just – it's more like about the commemoration and the reminder that that's true versus like, you know, is it something like crazy? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. Might just have to go shopping. Yeah. Something tiny for my desk. Right, right, right. Like whatever. If it For me, it might be like a little unicorn thing that sits on my desk, but it reminds me that that was like – the best year ever when I worked the least or, you know, but something that like really reinforces that for you. It's almost like, again, a you go first kind of thing where you're giving yourself that reminder and that affirmation, even if you're not getting it from other people yet. Right. Yes. I'm on it. Okay. Best year ever gift going on the to-do list. Um, okay, so do you want to talk about what we're doing now that you're booking out or what you think? <laughs> As in what? Like what's next or? Yeah, like I mean, do you just want to make it a goal to be like booked out through a certain amount of time and then kind of refocus or um, what feels really good there in terms of the the upcoming client stuff? Oh, um, I think like my – goal has always been to like be booked out three months in advance okay um again I never even like put people on a schedule before so <laughs> how would have I ever so that would have been hard uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> good thing I set that goal um so yeah I think that that would feel really good that it would also allow me to give myself the space in my calendar to like work on other projects yep whereas right now I'm filling every single spot with client hours. Totally. Okay, good. I like that. So so that would be like being booked out through May. So it's like literally one additional month at this point that you would need to book out. Yeah. How good would that feel? That would feel freaking amazing because I have three calls set up this week too. So <laughs> look at you. These have been like rolling in. They really have. And it's so funny because I have it on my contact form, but I need to add it to my Calendly little questionnaire that they fill out when they book of where they're coming from. Yeah. Okay. I'll make you what to do. Go ahead. I need to, yeah, I need, I keep saying that I need to add that and then I get sidetracked, you know? Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, I know, I know a few of them are big fans of you because they, <laughs> they've commented about you and I'm like, okay, I'm obsessed with her too. It's fine. <laughs> That's so good though. Like, I mean, listen, I think like, think about it like this, like you being on this podcast is part of your marketing and is part of the exchange, so to speak, right? Yeah. You're getting on here and literally sharing like your heart with everyone. And so like, if you get a fuck ton of inquiries from that, like, great, like that's well-deserved, right? Yeah. So the episode that just came out, the one that was like the, the deep one about, um, the investments and like what was really behind yeah, yeah. it for me. Like I had been, oh my God, when is that coming out? When is that coming out? When is that coming out? <laughs> like that was so much. And then I listened back to it. I'm like, oh my God, we only talked about that for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so funny how we but remember to me, it, right? It felt like a three hour conversation that everybody was going to be like, what the hell is wrong with her? <laughs> And probably exactly the opposite, right? <laughs> right. And it's it's been really – it's been good. Amazing. Oh, so good. I'm so thrilled that um, that helps, right, too, because, again, I want you to think about this as, like, this is part of your visibility strategy. Like, you putting an hour into this every week 
counts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so, you know, I already <laughs> right now, my my calendar is very full because I'm powering through. Yeah. But I knew that I needed to utilize my VA more. And I had told you this, that I just yeah. never like I couldn't figure out how to set up the process to even give her anything, you know, because perfectionism. Right. Mm-hmm. So she had actually reached out to me about wanting to add more stuff on. And I'm so excited to, okay, I can give her like a clip of the to-dos that I have to do with you and she can share that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be the one making every single graphic. Did you yes. know that? I, I did. That. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't that. get that memo. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm excited to I mean, I've been, you know, I've been using your, um, oh, you know, content. Like oh, I content do it plan. in the Google yeah, yeah. Doc. Mm-hmm. So I've been writing my social media posts and then I've been like making one into an email. And sadly, Alicia couldn't do it all. Didn't know if you had got that memo either. But <laughs> so like some emails weren't getting sent. And then I'm like, hey, you know what? She can do that too. She can. I mean, like that's just groundbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> so strangely, while I have been such a perfectionist, I've also realized like, no, these things can be done by somebody else. So I'm excited to like build on top of and be able to share more about this and share more instead of just like, these are the five posts that I can get out and that's all I can do. Totally. But I mean, I do think to to just take a moment there though, to even give yourself credit that like, you even being consistent with that is really big. Yes. And right? there was so, a I mean, week in there that I didn't post. And I honestly, it was like Monday and Tuesday that I was like beating myself up and sleeping terribly because I wasn't getting this done and I hadn't squeezed it in. And then I'm like, you know what? Give yourself a week off. Regroup. It's fine. World's not burning down. Correct. Start again mm-hmm. next week and then you'll be ahead. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Are you just so proud of yourself? That that was huge. And it's so stupid that it took me even two days to say it to myself because then I slept again. Yeah. Because I stopped making it wrong. Yeah. There you go. So much to celebrate though. I mean, I think like again, what what I would reflect to you is like you have more inquiries. You're booked out two months. Your whole goal is three months. You're almost there. Plus you have multiple inquiries for that spot, right? Yeah. You are showing up more than you've ever shown up. You're taking more charge in your business. You're delegating more. Like all of these are huge, huge, huge wins. What do you think? Yeah. yeah when you list it like that, you, you, you show me. I yeah. don't realize all of them at all. Yeah. But when you think about it, it's pretty big, right? Yeah. And it's only February. Right. It seems like that's kind of like what a successful business gets built on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so all the work you're doing and the point of is is saying too, like all the, the mental work you're doing too is helping all of that. Like that's why you're able to show up consistently. That's why you're letting yourself actually get booked out. That's why you're you know, change your process to make this easier, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's really, really cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I've noticed that, like, even in the way that I've read other people's posts and the way that I've, like, engaged, I've noticed a complete shift in Mm. my confidence of even commenting. So good. Or even just showing up in a group. Like, before I would have been weird. I would have been scared to post in a group of the judgment. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm like excited about it. So yeah, big shift. Oh my gosh, so big. Okay, so we have basically one thing to focus on right now, which is like you delegating more to the VA, which I know we talked about in Basecamp and you kind of have a a solid plan for that. It's you getting these three months booked out and then kind of like, Holding that as like the, and then we talk about like what the other options are in terms of growing, scaling from there, but you'll have that three month foundation. So it helps you feel kind of solid and safe. And then, okay, what else can I focus on instead of like, but I'm always focused on getting the next client. So it's hard to think about anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, by far. Yep. That's exciting. So good. Okay. 
So you need to think about your gift and let me know what that is. I'll add the stuff about the um, questionnaire and we'll get that email out to your past clients. (laughs) You just said questionnaire. I'm like, what are you talking about? See? Oh, yeah. I got you. No worries. (laughs) Um, And you just keep me posted, but you're doing amazing and you should be so freaking proud of yourself and just – you know, obviously we're going to keep working through that perfectionist stuff. I think you're having a lot of big moments and breakthroughs there. So we can just keep looking at it. Like, don't feel like it has to get solved overnight, but like be really proud of yourself for that. Yeah. I'm excited. Beautiful. So proud of you. All right. Keep me posted. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.